Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, a co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis, Keith, and even from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes rounding out the uh, crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, last week, we had to run a repeat. I I took a a mini vacation, so to speak, from the shows, and um, there was a reason. Uh, It was illness. I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I have never done this in the history of just plain radio, let alone our other shows, scuba radio and world of boating. But, uh, and I did not know it at the time, but that illness ended up being COVID-19. So, uh, I have tested positive as of last Saturday. Well, at least you uh, passed a test, Greg. I did. I passed my (laughs) test. And, uh, you know, the lengths I'll go to not get my pilot's license continue to <laughs> even amaze me. So, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still slightly under the weather. I'm definitely on the back end of this thing. I have no doubt. So, uh, you know, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. But, um, we never did. Yeah. Well, of course <laughs> I, I didn't think we were it. plotting the takeover. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> what, what a harsh crowd. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> It's just what we do. You know, it just makes me feel like I'm back to normal when my crew starts busting my balls. So even when you're you're down, you're still not out, Greg. True. (laughs) This is true. So, uh, you know, I ain't going to lie. It does blow in all seriousness. We kid, uh, I, I definitely have so far at least had a very mild form. First couple of days were like, Oh gosh, I got a, a bad flu bug. I honestly had no idea. It had, I I didn't think there was any chance it could be COVID-19. I mean, I'm not going to lie. But after a few days, it actually, I started feeling a lot better. And uh, I said, well, I might as well get tested just to be safe. And um, the day I got tested, I actually felt pretty normal again. I felt fine. And uh, sure enough, three days later, I got the results back and they said, hey, you're positive. I'm like, what? Now, the next day after the test, I started feeling crappy again. So go figure. Mm. So it's it's kind of come in waves a little bit. You know, not much different than you would, uh, you know, typically encounter with a, a flu bug. But, uh, you know, in these uh, times that we find ourselves in, look, if, if you uh, start feeling bad, uh, go get tested. What do you got to lose? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did, Greg. Yeah, and are you? Yep. You're not positive though. No, I failed. I won up on you. Ha! Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah. No, I. I uh, about ten days after we got back from our Florida trip of a few weeks ago, when we were down for the SpaceX launch. Yeah. Um. So it was about ten days, you know, and that's right in there in the uh, in the gestation period, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I had a day where I just in the afternoon, all of a sudden, it just hit me like a wall that I was not feeling well and. Um. And, and things just not going, going well. I was happened to be at the office. We had just opened up our offices and 
we were taking temperatures. You know, when you come in the door, you're supposed to take your temperature. Right. And so I had actually had to go back outside to meet somebody and I had mask on and everything. And I had to hand them, hand them something. We talked a couple minutes outside and it was a warm day. And I came back in and I thought, ah, oh, I better take my temperature. So I did. And it was like 100.9. Wow. Uh, whoa. Yeah, that's not fever. good. I should go get to, you know, I don't, I don't feel well. I'm feeling mm-hmm. kind of odd. Yeah. I should go get tested. Uh, so I did. Went to the CVS drive through mm-hmm. got tested, and it took about three days to get it back. But at some point in there, well, I think while I'm sitting at line at CVS, I'm like, idiot, you were just outside and you used one of those thermometers, you know, that, that measures the forehead of your, or the temperature of your forehead. And uh, that was the reason that I had a fever. Right. I didn't have a, I, in fact, I didn't have a fever. I want to get home. I test checked it again. I had no fever. Right. Uh, anyhow, and then of course I, I ate something and I started to feel better and, and it came back negative a couple of days later. So, but anyhow, I, I understand uh, a little bit about, you know, with a sense of, oh my gosh, do I really have this thing? And what does that mean? And right. my wife's freaking out about, you know, now she can't go anywhere. You know, it's all about her, right? Oh, our household is in great shape right now, as you can imagine. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, the good thing is the Just Plain Radio studio is here at my house. So, yep. you know, uh, I have been self-quarantined uh, for the last three months. Mm. Uh, so that part hadn't changed much. But, but you know, the thing is. Uh, so he gave this to himself. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I know how I got it. <laughs> I did get it from a friend who came by, had no idea that they were uh, positive, and they left and and contacted me two days later and said the next day after I'd seen him, uh, he was, uh, he had, he had felt really sick and he, he goes, I'm thinking about, I, I should get tested. I'm like, well, yeah, go ahead, man. What, what do you get to lose? He was concerned, you know, for his family, but I didn't even think twice about it for me. He had no symptoms or anything when he was, uh, he came by the house and, uh, sure enough, two days later I got whacked. So I know I got it from him. Because he ended up testing positive. But, but you know, the thing is, we were social distanced. I mean, it wasn't like we were hanging out and uh, doing anything inappropriate. He had no reason to con- to even remotely think he had been exposed. So it's just, you know, the, the part that really blows. I wish I was one of those people that has been hanging out on the beach, going to the theme parks and the bars and socially uh, just doing everything you're not supposed to do. But that, that hadn't been the case. I've been doing everything you're supposed to do and I still got whacked. Ah! So you've been, you've been messing around with your life for nothing is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> I put myself through all that torture and I still got it. So, hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, the good news though, like I said, I, I do think I'm through the worst of it. I'm at the tail end of this thing. If you look at all the, the trends and stuff. I mean, heck, could next week I'd turn around and find out I'm in the hospital. So I'm, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's not very likely. So, uh, you know, uh, I've had a mild version of it compared to a lot of the stuff you, you see in the news, but yeah, it does freak you out a little bit. I ain't gonna lie about that, but now, you know, I gotta be careful about everybody else and how is this going to affect, you know, how soon can I get out there and, come over and hang with Ed and Keith to flight school and learn how to fly planes again. I, I got at least a two week uh, reprieve, I think, or maybe you do Keith. You hear what I'm saying? Well, I hear what you're saying, but, uh, history shows there's probably going to be a lot longer than two weeks before you show up. Okay. All right. Well, there's <laughs> it, that. And it isn't going to be because they're not letting you in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of our crew, you know, um, I, I know this was a surprise to everybody when I told them, 
Uh, do you guys know anybody else who's been dealing with this, especially as a, a fellow pilot or anything, Dennis? Not personally. I mean, the only people I know is you and, you know, some of the, some of the other guests that you've had on the, the scuba show, you know, that I've known them, but yeah. here in Minnesota, I, I am not aware of anybody personally, but that doesn't mean that we, you know, we don't have a problem here as well. Right. Well, I feel special, I guess. Keith, what about you? I mean, you guys have been uh, COVID free, right? Pretty much. Yes. Well, we've had a couple of customers recently that have been exposed, mm-hmm. uh, unbeknownst to them, kind of like you yeah. had friends over or something. Uh, but, uh, and one of them has, uh, uh, symptoms, but he hasn't gotten his test results back. The other ones have not gotten any symptoms or anything. Right. Well, so, and what other than your little, uh, scare there, Tom, what about you? You've been hearing anything from the industry along those lines? Well, certainly a lot of talk among the aviation community about, about what it means and the impact of, of all the shutdowns and, and and social distancing and all that sort of thing. But I, I don't know anybody personally who has had it, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, up here in the Northeast, uh, in lots and lots of cases, that's for sure. Um, but uh, I, I know people who know people who have died, particularly in the New York area. Um, yeah. I've talked to a few people who, who have had friends have died. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely something to watch out for. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You got to keep a positive attitude through this nonsense. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I'm at the tail end of this thing, and it'll be good. I, I, I don't know uh, what protocols. Are, I, I honestly don't know what else I could have done to not get it. You know, so now I just well, got to. You could have had a Zoom meeting with him instead of inviting him into your house. I well, guess the, well, the only maybe. other thing you could do. Yeah, but he once again they had no idea. I mean, they were you know following the rules too. So you know, and things have started to open up, and you know, you kind of creak out. You know, take a peek out and start um, you know uh, doing your thing again, and then bam. Oof. So who knows what? What? Uh, I mean, once again, they they felt terrible about the whole thing. As you can imagine, nobody wants to give this to anyone. So uh, it's just one of those things you got to deal with. But now I just got to focus on getting back in there and and getting through this. So uh, as far as protocol for you guys at the flight school, Keith, what? I got to get a negative test. And then uh, you could say, okay, come on back. There's going to be more than that. No, you got to be negative. Okay. And I have to want to come is what you're. Uh, Well, yeah. So (laughs) I'm I'm not concerned in any time in the near future oh no it could happen see now i'm on a strict two-week thing actually i'm I'm well into that less than two weeks all right more coming up stay close just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive imagine taking friends and family snorkeling surfing skiing shopping and more to exotic destinations imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder quit dreaming about it and get to it there has never been a better time to become a private pilot and flight training professionals in orlando will show you how 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. You sit back, be a bird, and drink up. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me. Hello, Captain Dennis, Keith, and from AOPA, we also have Tom Haynes. All right, so look, um, you know, I'm dealing with this COVID-19 nonsense. And, uh, you know, I've been following the news, uh, especially as places start opening up. I mean, Dennis and I were planning a a trip down to the Caribbean or over the Bahamas. They announced the Bahamas were going to open up July 1. And uh, one of the new restrictions that they put in place is that you had to have have a test what was it within 10 days or seven days? What was it? It has to be within 10 days and it has to be a negative test. So you're going to have to wait until you completely get over it. And then within 10 days of your visiting, you have to have a a, a clear test hmm. to bring with you. I, I will tell you that that is going to be tricky because uh, now when I got tested and I found out I was positive, it took three days. The person I caught it from got one of these tests that they, you know, did a drive-up test. It literally took them 12 days to get the results. Mm. So that's a problem. <laughs> you know, you got to make sure you go to the right testing place, I guess, to get in a, an immediate thing. So I'm not sure how that's going to play. I mean, hopefully they'll get more efficient at uh, getting these results back. Um, but of course, you know, a negative test doesn't mean by the time you actually hop on the plane, you haven't picked it up again from someone else. So I don't no, know. and they've taken that into account too, because once you get there, they're going to be doing temperature checks and things at immigration. And if you're showing any symptoms at all, they escort you off into a, a separate area for additional screening before they would even let you into the country. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. But but other than having you do another test, how are they going to know? I don't know. It's, it's going to be, we're, we're in uncharted territory. 
there's no question that's going to be a problem when these, uh, uh, especially these different nations and stuff, try to figure out how they're going to open up to to travel. Have you guys been involved in that uh, much yourself there from AOPA, Tom, or no? Oh, yeah, big time. I, yeah. I was actually involved in reviewing um, so several weeks ago the Bahamian program that they're putting into place. They asked me to take a look at it. I gave them some feedback uh, uh, in regard to the private flying portion of it, which actually private aviation and boating actually opened up on June 15th. Mm-hmm. It's July 1st that uh, sort of the general population come in via commercial means and also when the, some other things kick in like the requirement for the test. Right. And and we get a lot of questions uh, about Canada. You know, we've been dealing back and forth. Uh, the Canada just extended uh, the the uh, requirement that they had, or basically the uh, law keeping Americans from coming up there. They uh, a lot of people with seaplanes on the northern border were hoping to go uh, do some fishing and that sort of thing in Canada, and they just got a, extended that restriction to keep Americans out for mm. uh, several more weeks. Um, and, you know, so there's a lot of international questions that we're, we're fielding. Right. And, now, and now the uh, private, uh, uh, if you're flying into the Bahamas right now on a private, do you have to have a negative test, that 10-day rule? Does that apply to those guys now or no? Or do yes, it does. It does. It does? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, because I, I wasn't sure if, uh, because you're right, it, that did open up already. So it's been uh, it's been that case for the, for a week or two. So. They've been requiring you have a negative test, Tom, from what you understand? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that that part of it, uh, but um, but definitely private flying opened up on June 15, uh, as well as boating. Yeah. And and they, they did have a lot of restrictions about, uh, you know, having to have reservations in advance, going through certain uh, uh, key airports to uh, depart the country where you'd be pre-screened by Bahamian Customs leaving the United States. Uh, and that sort of thing, which in some ways is helpful because then you can go directly to whatever airports in the Bahamas you want without having to stop at an airport of entry, which is the typical way that you go. Right. So, so it actually made it simpler in some ways. Uh, are, is, uh, I, uh, is that for pilots as well, Tom? Yeah. If the pilots are not going to stay there, if they're just going to drop somebody oh, off? That's a good question. I don't know about that. I was totally I, fo- focused on people flying themselves and uh, you know, more recreationally. I believe that you are not required to have the health statement or the test results if you're not leaving the aircraft. So if you're a commercial pilot that's just dropping someone off, um, you're in the clear there, but your passengers would have to follow through with all those processes. Mm -hmm. Well, the the, the thing is you get, you got to make sure you know in advance by calling those, uh, I don't know, customs or, or border patrol. Uh, whatever country you're trying to get into first, because it, yeah, Bahamian tourism has a good, pretty good website that's got a lot of information on. Yeah, yeah, they. I mean, they're trying to keep uh, on top of this stuff, but literally, it's changing day to day. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You know, this is required. That's not required. Who knows? So you, you really got to do your due diligence before you go and uh, go after something like that. So uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, you can do it. it. It's 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 manageable still. Yeah, you know, it's just a, another hoop or two. You gotta, you gotta jump through before you plan a trip like that. Now we're gonna do it. You know, I may have to wait another week or two, but Dennis wants to come down to Florida and pop over to the Caribbean, and hopefully he'll still let me fly with him. You know, after I get my negative test. But you've been prepping your uh, aircraft accordingly, if nothing else, just to make sure it looks good, right, Dennis? Well, it's all about appearances. We have to look right. good, and we we don't want to get those uh, stink eyes at uh, customs again from the you know the Sears driver that parks next to us and was admiring our 
fancy, uh, you know, tape that we did for our end numbers. Yeah. Um, so the kids, uh, and my wife actually pitched in and for father's day this year, I got the practical gift. They actually paid to have the aircraft detailed. So for the first time, since we've owned the airplane, we actually had a guy come out and buff out the paint and get everything in, you know, just pristine shape in preparation for putting on new vinyl end numbers. Nice. And what a difference that made. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought I had, you know, scratches in the paint over the door and in the baggage compartment. And it turns out it was the keys leaving marks in the paint and it buffed out. Mm. There, there wasn't scratched all the way to the aluminum like I had thought. Yeah. So you know, that plus, you know, kind of the, the 40 years of sun and fading on the paint has gone away. And it looks so bright, sharp, and clean right now. It's just impressive. Looks brand spanking new. You're ready to go, oh. huh? Almost. So look with those new end numbers on here uh, sometime this weekend. Hopefully I'll have some time and we'll uh, get some pictures up on the website and we're going to be ready. We're not going to have to have arts and crafts in Bimini again where we <laughs> make custom end was. numbers. Right. Yes. It, it was a funny look we got from the the guys in the Sierra. So they're like, hey, those are interesting uh, numbers. No, that'll work, I guess. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, you can do some amazing things with duct tape. So, uh, anyway, yeah, so we'll be traveling in style. Plus you just had your, uh, your annual completed, correct? So you're, I did you're I got the airplane back a little over a week ago and, uh, only one, uh, one unwelcome surprise. And that was, uh, the muffler. We actually yeah. had to, uh, do a rebuild and replace on that a little bit more expensive than I had intended, but you know what? They don't last forever. You got to replace it eventually. Okay. Well, so you got it all spruced up, ready to go. It flies better now. It's cleaner. Uh, it doesn't it just oh. feel like it's flying better, sliding through the air, you know, quicker and all that kind of stuff. I got to think we got at least five knots more airspeed out of it by getting rid of all that oxidized paint. It's so slippery now. Oh, man. I, I think you're ready to go, huh? You're, you're going to wait eager. at least a week, I guess, right? I'm going to wait until, you know, several weeks from now. Make sure you're in the clear. Okay. Fair enough. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings. You can't sleep. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis, Keith, and from AOPA, we got Tom Haynes helping us out today too. Uh, so we got a full crew navigating the latest aviation news and information, and then talking about my COVID nineteen nonsense. And that's done. It's over. I'm moving on to more productive things. And focusing on flying. Uh, the one thing I don't have is diabetes. So, uh, but if I did, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but uh, the thing is, this has been a problem with pilots for some time, right, Keith? It has. It's been, well, the FAA has, has not allowed uh, certainly first class medicals uh, with diabetes if you're insulin dependent. But now they have changed this rule. Is that the case? They have. They've just. Uh, we just had a flight uh, with a gentleman who had lost his medical for nine years, mm. and after nine years, he got his medical back. 
and he is insulin dependent and is now flying for an airline again. Well, there you go. I mean, it is one of those things like if you manage it properly, you can keep it in check and you should be okay. So they've been fighting this for some time. And finally the FAA said, okay, uh, we'll, we'll make this exemption and, and you're good to go. If you follow certain protocols, I, I assume, is that right? Well, and, and Tom could probably speak to this more than I can because he's, you know, AOPA has been a big uh, advocate of this for, for many years. So Tom, what, what can you add to that? Yeah, I mean, we've been working on this since the really since the '90s, mid '90s, and and that's when the FAA changed the rules for third class so that insulin dependent pilots uh, could fly uh, general aviation airplanes. But you do have to have do a series of tests right be, to check your blood sugar levels be, right before you fly, every so often during flight, and I think right before landing. And and you have to have supplies with you if you need to change your blood sugar in flight and that sort of thing. So it was a lot of restrictions, but it, it was possible. But as as you said there, Keith. Uh, no first class medicals. You can fly commercially, but now, uh, finally, because you know other other countries, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, many others have allowed it for a long time, and so um, now finally, the United States is catching up and starting to allow it commercial pilots as well. Well, there you go, and we need more pilots, so there you go. That'll help a little bit. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Shall we go fly? Let's do it. Let's do it. Throughout our entire journey, like the way everything's progressed has just been so amazing. And like finally getting to this point now, taking her flying, sharing my passion. I am just like over the moon right now. All right, here we go. Today is such an amazing opportunity, like for our relationship, just to soar to that next level. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot, that's me, catching up on the greatest episodes ever of The Bachelor during uh, my coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, I have nothing else to do except watch that dumb show. Uh, but I know Dennis and Keith and Tom, you guys have been doing this as well, right? Fess up. Not, not okay. happening. They just won't admit it, but we know the truth. All right. Well, uh, anyway, there's some other uh, aviation news and information that we... Uh, you know, we want to dabble around with uh, this week. Uh, this is an interesting story. And I guess, um, you know, we were talking during the commercial break, and Keith said, I didn't like the icon needs any more publicity, but they did get some uh, a week or two ago. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. There was a, an incident involving an Icon A5 recently up in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, a couple of pilots uh, had just started their takeoff run and suddenly a loud thunk and a loss of thrust and uh, realized that the aircraft was sinking. And as they uh, grabbed their life jackets and headed out, uh, one looked at the other one and said, do you remember if we took the boom box off the wing after we got done washing the plane? Oh, they were listening to just plane radio. And yeah, it's our fault (laughs) (laughs) again. And uh, yeah, yeah. They, they forgot to take it off there. And then when they start taxiing out through the water, because they were taken off from the water. Right. Uh, they, and, they hear this boom. And then I wonder how long of a time it took them to realize, like, yeah, hey, hey did I bring the boom box? It's not here in the back. Oh, crap. I wonder, you know, how, how long did that uh, light bulb take to turn on? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think about the time they got the life jackets on and looked back and you know and saw that there was no propeller at the back of the airplane and there was holes in the fuselage from where parts of something had gone through, either the prop blades or parts of that boombox. Um, that's I think when they started. Hey, do you remember the radio? No, I haven't seen it, and there's <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're gonna have a little you know Bluetooth speaker there while you're doing some stuff on your aircraft, might be good just to leave it down on the ground. Well, it, it's fine to set it up on the plane, but remember that when you're done washing your airplane and you're ready to go take off, you still need to go do a pre-flight. Even if you just walked out, you know, you touched every square inch of the airplane with a rag and a towel, it doesn't hurt to just give it a quick once over before you go again. Yeah, they should have got that on the on the walk around, uh, I would think. But, but, but what are you going to do? I mean, lesson learned and plane lost, <laughs> you know. That's well, a, you know, new dive site, I guess. Well, okay, there's yeah. that, but uh, that sinking feeling. Yeah, but but you know, I mean, we we learn from their mistakes, and I'm sure they uh, they're looking at the bright side from that standpoint. At least I hope they are. They might. No, at least they they're okay. Planes replaceable. Yeah, true. Yeah, but they'll never have a boombox ever again near their aircraft. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So uh, there's that. Now. Um, now, was that near your airport? You you were telling me about this other uh, situation at your your local airport, right? So I thought that was interesting because they they were they said that this happened at Sky Harbor Airport in Duluth, Minnesota, and okay. that's the airport that I actually used to work at, learned to fly at. Uh, so I, you know, that's kind of always been my, my airport, you know, that's where I grew up basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that airport's been in the news re- recently too. Uh, the state of Minnesota and the city of Duluth have, uh, just completed a major project to rebuild and realign the runway at Sky Harbor. Hmm. And they had to do it because at the end of the runway is a growth of old, um, old forest pine trees. And they were starting to encroach on the, on the approach path. And of course, being old growth forests, the environmentalists uh, did not want to see them cutting that down to make way for airplanes. So instead, it was decided to reclaim about seven acres of land out in the bay and use that to extend and slightly angle the existing runway. So they've been working on this for a number of years and and just very slightly tweaked the runway to be able to give uh, clearance for those trees. But it doesn't affect the approach or anything, I would assume, with that tweak, does it? It did. It actually moved the angle about five degrees off. So now you're not landing over the top of those trees. They're no longer in the runway buffer zone. And it's it's now much safer for everybody. And we don't have to worry about the trees. And if you ever have a chance to go to Duluth, it's an amazing little airport because it's located right on the shore of Lake Superior, just outside of downtown Duluth. So you can land there, get out of your plane, go walk over to the beach and go, you know, be right there on Lake Superior really cool, unique little airport, nice little 2,800 foot runway and lots of seaplane traffic, just a fun little uh, out of the way airport. What do you think, Tom? You've been there? You done that trip? I have uh, flown over it a couple of times. We did a photo shoot over there uh, with the uh, Sears Vision Jet once, but I've never landed there, but it does look like a really fun place to go. I got to say, it'd be, that'd be fun. I bet. Yeah, no, that type of uh, situation seems kind of unique that you'd actually change the runway because of the trees, wanting to protect the trees. How often does that type of scenario come out? Don't they usually, when they come up with some objection like that, uh, especially from an environmental standpoint, they say, well, we're going to just shut down the airport. I mean, you've seen this time and time again, haven't you? 
Yeah, well, I mean, lots of times if it's just normal trees, they, you know, there's often arguments, but yeah, nor, you know, the trees sometimes get cut down. But I guess because these are old growth, uh, they're really protective of them, which I, I guess is understandable. So it does seem like a pretty extreme measure to realign the runway to accommodate the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, trees oftentimes cause problems with airports as they get taller. They start to interfere with the approaches, and uh, so it, it, it's a common common problem to yeah. have to deal with. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we should just plant some trees uh, by Santa Monica or something. And no, no, don't give them any more reasons to mess with that airport. <laughs> well, uh, well, you got to plant them strategically, so they would well, need to. Uh, you would have had airport. to plant them about a hundred years ago in order to be able to call them old growth, though, mm, to protect okay. them. Just yeah. to plant a really big one first. I don't know. But uh, anyway, you know that kind of uh, situation. What what you know? What have we been hearing lately about uh, you know private airports across the country when they're dealing with the slowdown and everything? Have you guys been getting you know calls, or has it been hot and heavy as usual dealing with uh, you know local municipalities threatening to shut down their airport and that kind of thing, or or what? There, Tom. Well, the um, I mean, the good news, I guess, is that from an activity standpoint, general aviation is is, re- is recovering pretty well. Uh, activity levels in, at uh, the primary airports where we, we track data show that activities on the uh, couple last couple of weekends have actually been higher than the same period last year hmm. uh, by a few percentage points. Um, during the week, it's not quite so much, but uh, we've been running seventy to eighty percent of activity level for the last number of weeks. So not too far off, particularly compared to the airlines, which are just now approaching 50% right. of their of the capacity that they were running previously. Um, so airports have been doing pretty well. We know that flight schools have struggled in some locations, but many of them are coming back. Uh, FBOs have also been kind of slow, but uh, starting to pump a lot more gas in support of the activity uh, that we're, we're seeing. So uh, uh, shops, avionics shops, maintenance shops have been busy. At the lot. We just did a survey to find out where people, what, what they're doing and where they're investing in their airplanes. And actually the activity levels around heavy um, maintenance like engine overhauls, prop overhauls is up. People are taking this opportunity when they can't fly much to invest in their airplanes. I just got my airplane back from engine overhaul a couple weeks ago. So um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. So airports are kind of a mixed bag. Uh, some some parts of them are doing pretty well. Others are still a little bit slow, but seem like they're recovering. The activity on uh, private flying, uh, you think that's just attributed to, to people just going like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a certain element of that. It's like, man, I can't do anything else. Right. And I can do this by myself or with just my immediate family. So we're, we're, we're okay. I want a and social distance getting... in the sky. Thank you right. very much. Yeah, from yeah. 5,000 feet or something. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, people are out. out out flying um, and uh, taking advantage of what general aviation offers. Got to love that. Tom, how, how about the towers? Are they starting to come back? I know Orlando executive where we're at, uh, they're going to start opening up at seven o'clock in the morning again. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're starting to see that somewhat around the country too. Uh, hours coming back to normal and, and, and staffing levels starting to get back up. Um, but it, it's, it's pretty gradual and it's also, uh, location dependent, you know, just, just depending on how bad the outbreak is in a particular state or region is, is kind of defining that. Yeah. And okay. uh, Keith, are you seeing people at the flight school, uh, you know, taking advantage of the downtime to kind of work on, you know, ground school type of stuff as well? Or what, what are you, what are you seeing? Oh well, yeah. They're uh matter of fact, we've, uh, we just 
enrolled uh, three doctors a couple of weeks ago because they're laid off. Um, so they're taking advantage of this time and, and uh, going to get their private certification, something they've wanted to do but been too busy to do. So now that they're laid off, they got the opportunity to do it. Oh, there you go. Um, All right. So, yeah, Good. we're doing well. Got to love it. And yeah, hey, we're just like a week away, and I'll be there too. Nothing else. Dennis will come down, pick me up, and fly somewhere. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, hold that door! Hold that door! What? Hold the door! Oh, what? I'm so sorry. That's my flight to Los Angeles. I'm, I'm so on sorry. I just missed it. Look, I made the plane. I'm here. You were so close, but what? unfortunately, the door is locked and closed. You're not letting me on the plane? I know it's frustrating, but once the door closes, that's it. Federal regulations. Uh, I, I, please let, let me in here. It's so ridiculous. There's the plane right there. But really, it's as, as, as if the plane's not there. What? Are you a magician? No, but the door oh, no, is I locked. I see the plane. If you're doing a trick. It's not a good trick. It's such a shame. They will miss this play. 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 I try to believe you. I don't want to leave, but I need to. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis Keith. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. Now, Tom uh, actually has a story. Now, was this on AOPA Live about these two sisters? 
Or, yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, one's 19, one's 21, yep. and uh, they decided to join forces and do what exactly, Tom? Yeah, well, they, they soloed on the same day at the same time. They were both in the air in uh, Diamond DA-20s. Uh, on their solo flights uh, at the same time, which is pretty remarkable. Nice. And uh, it's really nice to see young people out, out doing fun and creative stuff like that, particularly being being sisters. And this happened up in in Pennsylvania, Beaver County Airport, which is not too far from where I learned to fly. And um, they uh, managed to convince their instructors that they were okay to go at the same time. And this was after several weeks of not flying after COVID. So it took them a while to come back up to speed yeah. um, and, and get current again or proficient again. But uh, there they went, and they are, they're planning to continue flying uh, sort of in parallel, and they hope to take their private pilot check rides on the same day together. So nice. It's, uh, now when, so when nice they story. did their uh, solo, are they like, uh, I mean, are they following the f- same flight path and everything? And they were literally in that traffic pattern together. Yep. How about that? that would, you know, yep. that would make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, well, look, if I screw the pooch on this, I got my sister to watch out for me. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but, I've, uh, you know, uh, or like, you could take your sister out. <laughs> okay. It, it depends <laughs> on the day, I guess, and how that fi- family dynamic is, uh, working right. for you, but yeah. yeah, no, congrats to them. So they, they did it. They, uh, they got their pilot's license on the same day and everything. And it all worked out. Well, huh? they, they've soloed on the same day. Now they're working toward getting their private pilot certificate oh, on the okay. same day. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, see, Greg doesn't understand this yet. He thinks once you solo, you get your certification. <laughs> oh, then I'm but, certified. <clears throat> Yeah, oh, you're certified. Well, you're certified, all right. Okay, enough out of you. All right, let's uh, talk about a real problem, and this affects everyone—not just uh, private pilots, but the world. And well, I'm not talking about COVID nineteen, but this is probably one of the worst things that have uh, resulted because of that uh, goofy virus that we've all had uh, had to, to deal with, and that is the commercial airlines have. Uh, They've stopped serving booze. Is that right, Dennis? That's correct. You what know, the they hell have are to they maintain thinking? social distance. How can the flight attendants maintain that six feet from passengers and minimize those passenger interactions if they're having to push the drink cart down the aisle and hand out uh, cups and scoop ice and things like that? So the airlines have cut back a lot on the cabin amenities. And one of the first things to go was booze. So if you need that uh, rum and coke to calm your nerves on the flight, you know, don't they understand? <laughs> alcohol is a disinfectant. Come on, Tom, we need to get but an it's OPA not on to this. be taken internally for disinfecting purposes. That's from the inside out, clear. I saw a press release or a press conference once <laughs> where, you know, you can you can disinfect yourself from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my 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 beverage of choice would be Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if there's any science behind such a thing. But, uh, hey, I don't really care. I don't you really know. understand that whole process because I was on a commercial flight this week. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they serve you uh, a glass of water and a snack. Uh, but they're handling it with their bare hands. Yeah. And they handle it from the rim. So they're touching it and touching everything else in the airplane. And then they hand you a glass of water. And they want you to drink it. Interesting, but they're it not. It just giving, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But they're not giving you booze. Sorry, no. you can only have water. You can only have this germ-infected thing that I'm handing in, fr- <laughs> putting in front of you on your, on that uh, spotlessly clean uh, uh, t- table in front of you. 
And yes. Greg, if you're, if you think that you found a loophole by, well, I can keep it under three and a half ounces and bring my own. That's actually against the FAA rules as well, because you cannot serve alcohol unless it's provided by the airline. So bringing your own uh, is also not going to fly, as they say. So as AOPA, has this come up in the in the hallways there, Tom? Where are they going? Oh my God! What are they doing to us? Well, this is why we have our own airplane, so you can. Thank drink- you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Another reason. Problem solved. To fly private, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is insanity. Uh, I, you know, they they keep doing these things where they use the latest, you know. Uh, tragedy or or uh, you know news item to to pull back things all the time on the commercial airline i mean when it came to the luggage and the the weight and all that kind of stuff and carry on bags and all that garbage we had to deal with they pull that back you know and say well now we got to charge for everything and then mm-hmm. and now they want to take away our booze how are we supposed to fly well they, they're Sober. taking away a lot of cash from themselves because they sold an awful lot of booze yeah, I and, wondered about that too. Hmm. So they're they're taking a lot of money out of their pockets. Well, they're taking out a lot of money, but they'll just like put it back in through a different fee. This yeah, is they'll our, ra- raise the baggage fee. Yeah, it'll be uh, oh, there's a non-alcohol fee now. We have to add to your ticket. Yeah, I'm just saying. I know how they. I know how they roll. I yeah, don't next, like it. Don't next like thing, it. they're going to take away smoking. Oh, what? Well, already did that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I wasn't uh, necessarily a big fan of that one. But uh, this one, this this is uh, bad. But I wonder, you know, how long will it take them to bring it back? You have any predictions, Dennis? I think once uh, once the pandemic kind of starts to settle down and they start to see the revenue, you know, the number of people flying and the infection rates starting to kind of level off, I think they'll start to reevaluate that. Because like Tom said, they're leaving a lot of money on the table here. Yeah. They're, they're cutting their own throats, so. They'll come up with some excuse. But uh, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember there's no better high than learning, learning to, fly. to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I see news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.